It is Tuesday. Time for Mobility Makers brought to you by Bridgestone. No matter what the next generation of mobility will be, it will be on wheels and Bridgestone will be there. Bridgestone solutions for your journey. The automakers, and perhaps if you haven't shopped for a car recently, uh, they've just rolled this out. A number of them have. Uh, where you go in and they say, well, if you want this package of options, uh, we have already got it there on the car, but to turn it on, we need you to pay a fee. So in, in many cases, it's kind of like Netflix. Yeah, we're going to send the service to your home, but if you actually want to see anything on it, you got to pay a monthly subscription. In some cases, uh, a quite a hefty fee. And uh, so you get the hardware, but to turn it on, you got to pay to have the software activated, whether it's heated seats or some self-driving features. Um, how's it going for them? Does it face some headwinds in, ser- in terms of consumer acceptance? There's some new market research from Cox Automotive out there we thought would be illuminating. Vanessa Tan is Senior Manager of Market and Customer Research at Cox, and she joins us on Mobility Makers this afternoon. Good to have you with us. Hi, how are you? Very good, thank you. I mentioned heated seats because I think that's the one we both are most familiar with. But what other features are being packaged as a pay-to-play subscription uh, model? Well, there's plenty out there. There's the remote control start. That's, you know, some manufacturers are doing that. Vehicle locator where, you know, recovery system, kind of like an OnStar. You talked about heated seats. There's dash cams. A lot of people are subscribing to digital key. And then something that's been in the market for a really long time is satellite radio. So the subscription is completely not new. It's just evolving and becoming more prevalent. So when you started to ask consumers about this, and I guess I, I kind of, well, help, help me with the cost part of this first. If I go in okay. and I shop a car, am I paying for the heat coils in the seats in the MSRP, am I already paying for that in my lease things? I mean, am I already paying for the hardware, but I'm, I'm not getting the benefit until I pay the, for the software? Well, it depends. So right now, traditionally, if you buy a car, generally, you buy it with a package that in, that already has heated seats, right? Right. It's and a simple options package. Pay for it. Yes. Therefore, you paid for it up front already. However, this new model that they're headed towards Um, I think BMW in Europe did this where if you wanted to activate it, you have to turn on the software. Um, What they're trying to say is you pay for what you use. So, Guy, you may not use your heated seats the whole year. You you probably will use it three or four months out of the year. So why not pay for it that three or four months out of the year? So if we head towards this model, the, the software is generally... Um, kind of like an afterthought or a way for you to come back to the brand. Okay. You may or may you may or may not pay for the coils yet, depending on how the pricing model would be. Okay. And the bottom line, I I may not know. I guess I just kind of resent the idea that I'm paying for some hardware that I don't get to use. And you're saying it's kind of in a gray area whether that's happening. So when you tested out consumer acceptance of this idea. What kind of resistance or what kind of eagerness did you find, given the fact that you're right, I can cancel it in the months that I don't use it? Exactly. Um, What we found is familiarity is still fairly low, around 21%. 
However, once we introduce the concept of turning it off and on and paying for when you use it or the months that you're using it, we do see that the interest for it is 41%. So that's pretty high. That's four out of 10 um, in-market consumers mm. who actually said that. So the interest is definitely there. It just has to be very meaningful to them. Um, trying out features that are relevant to them, um, that, you know, something that they'll use. And they just like the fact that they can try it out. Well, and we'll, let me ask my listeners what they think about this concept now that they've learned more about it. one 800 wjr Vanessa, when you ask folks about this, I know one of the things that a lot of automakers are doing are, is this notion of, you know, try it for three months and then we'll yeah. bill you for it if you want it. How's that yeah. working? Is that something that is becoming more popular? Yeah. Um, well, in our research, 65% of the people said, you know what, if a brand offered it, like this free trial, I'm much more likely to buy from them. So it is more popular. And you probably know, I think it was GM with them kind of mandating this OnStar system. They had to walk it back and yeah. say, you know what, we're not going to mandate it anymore. And we saw in the research that consumers are not for, they're resistant to, to any mandates. Um, we just have to ease them into that mindset. And by doing that, we offer them the yeah. free trial. Well, I'm certainly sensing that when it comes to EVs with the listeners on my program. When, when, when you look at this model, the subscription model, just how lucrative could this be as a service for automakers? And is there some risk involved that they'll put the hardware in and folks may not pay to activate it? Well, think about it from a manufacturing standpoint. It does make sense financially. You know, like when you build in the, the factories, right? If you have less combinations that you're building, you're saving money from a production standpoint. Just like kind of like how we have an iPhone. Well, I have an iPhone. There's not many features except for the memory that's in it. You right. buy it based on that. So same thing with a car. Think about it that way. If there's less build combinations, then the, the OEMs are saving money from that standpoint. So if it comes out like that, like your phone, hey, guy is not using those apps, even though he's already paid for the hardware on his phone. Yeah. So, well, it's, so it, I, want, I want people to think about it that way. Yeah, well, it's an, it's an interesting concept. And as you point out, so a lot of consumer resistance out there, so some education will be needed. Vanessa Tan, Cox Automotive, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too, and take care. Uh, Scott is in Detroit at the other end of our line. Does this sound like something that would interest you, Scott, or or, do you just kind of feel like you're being charged for something you've already got? Well, yeah, I guess that's what it seems strange that you're going to have to pay for something you already have. And I'm curious, since you're now paying a monthly subscription, when that heated seat goes bad, are they going to pay to replace any you know, faulty components? Well, sure, it would be like any other component. You're, it's going to be covered under your warranty. I would say, too, hey, if, 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 if I can't use it for X number of days, you ought to give me a per diem on that as a credit on my next subscription fee. And what happens when it's out of warranty? You know, is that subscription in perpetuity? If yeah, you, that's... If you, if you keep your car for 10 years... Am I paying that subscription for 10 years? Well, and Scott, here's the other question. If you're like me, yeah, I'll, I'll pay for the heated seats until March. The question is, will I remember to cancel that subscription in April and May, or will I keep paying just because I've got so many other things 
distracting me. Thanks for your call. You're on News Talk 760 WJR.